Hello, Hello and welcome to Extreme Drowis. This is episode 53, Revelations of the Dancing Goddess. Uh, when last we met, um, the ladies had yeah. a bit of a mishap while down in the Underdark, Underdark trying, trying to, to save... Um, Rowena's husband from the bonds of slavery. Um, he had been sold off by uh, by Drow, who had taken over Menzo Brands and particularly uh, matron mother Ban Ray, who claimed ownership and declared herself queen uh, in the absence of other matron mothers who could rein in her um am i you hearing some echo oh well let's get that handled real quick apolog i apologize as we sort out some audio issues um are you able to tap mute on your mic while i'm can you push to talk on your side uh you guys hearing any echo let me know much better now awesome cool sorry about that um tech issues as always so uh and thanks for the reset i appreciate it so um as i was saying we are now sort of coping with this situation in which um they had rescued xavier from the clutches of the uh drow who were taking him to sell him into slavery and when they did so they were set upon uh, by an avatar of Tiamat who basically pushed the clock forward told them that the four weeks that they had to solve Ember's problem was now 14 days and ripped open a, a permanent portal from the ca cave that they were in to the uh, section of the surface known as the Well of Dragons. Um, while inside the cave, uh, Liahana stepped out along with Baylor uh, into the moonlight and immediately found themselves taken up into the sky. The rest of the party rested talked about their plans uh, after a visit from a representative of uh, the Raven Queen who presented uh, Rowena with a shadow dragon, uh, a shadow dragon that Roha was familiar with as it had previously uh, led to her demise. Um, the group noticed, oh, the group also did have a conversation with an elderly a uh, member of the drow contingent, uh, a man calling himself Fitzgerald, who uh, suggested that Akroma reach out to uh, an old friend of her father's. Akroma did so. And right as this was sort of buttoning up, there was a shadow came over the gateway, the, the sort of entryway into this um, cavern. 
and the group ran outside to see what it was. Turned out it was this enormous blue dragon and several uh, mutated, perhaps, or uh, alternate reality, maybe, Dragonborn. Dragonborn who had a configuration that you've never seen before. And a fight broke out, a rather violent one. In the throes of this battle, um, Rowena was severely wounded. Uh, Roja, <laughs> Roja was severely wounded, and both are, if I'm not mistaken, presently incapacitated and uh, making death saves. Is that a correct assessment? Saving away. Okay. And um, you also, in fighting these uh, draconians, you discovered that when they die, uh, their bodies um, react violently to that death. <coughs> so, uh, for example, some of them turn to stone. Um, you saw at least one of them explode. So they are dangerous to engage directly. Does that sound like a pretty uh, accurate recap? Yes, it does. Excellent. Now, let me go ahead and bring up my handy-dandy uh, combat tracker here to see where we were at. So we had just come up to basically the top of the, or the end of the initiative round. Um, so, Roja, as you are about to uh, make that death save, and just again, let's take a quick look. Let me move this window out of the way here for the folks at home. I'm going to hide my interface on good old Astral. Nope, that's not how we do that. That's how we do that. So we're going to zoom in here and take a look at the battlefield. So over here in the corner, we've got Rowena falling off into the pit. We have a whole lot of dead draconians splattered everywhere. The corpse of a, of a blue dragon. Uh, we have the uh, scorpion god Vulcour uh, sitting here, uh, sort of right next to Roja's body, um, probably in a position where he could save her maybe um and we have uh kaylin and akroma sort of split up back here in the back everyone else hanging out in the cave in the cave mouth pretty much sound about right any qu any questions on positioning nope beautiful so right as you're about to make that fateful death save, uh, Roja, before you have a chance to do so, um, the battle is drawn to a sudden and immediate end. Those of you who are conscious, see the moon that has sort of risen in the background um, Sun's still up. It's still like dusky, dark out. But you see the moon effectively burn away 
the remaining clouds and beams of moonlight shoot down and just start melting the remaining draconians, frying the corpses of the ones that have been turned into stone, just with laser beam precision, taking out the draconians, including the one that's holding on to, um, to uh, Rowena. Like it basically blasts it off of her and tur it turns to ash before it has a chance to explode. And immediately following that moonbeam that disintegrated that particular uh, draconian, you see a strand of webbing shoot down out of the sky and catch Rowena around her waist and sort of gives just enough give so that she doesn't like break her neck Gwen Stacy style. And uh, <laughs> yeah. he starts, uh, starts pulling her back up slowly. As you look up, you see uh, standing on... Baylor's back and Baylor's got his a web down and he's wheeling Rowena back up gently. Standing on Baylor's back, you see Liahana stark naked, swords out in both of her hands, like in a T pose, hair just flowing in the wind, um, glowing like eyes glowing white, moonbe moonbeams shooting off of her skin looking every bit like an anime supervillain as she comes down, riding down this beam of light on Baylor's back. Um, so, Liahana, as you look down, you see, obviously, uh, the wounds on your friends, um, particularly the ones that are down for the count. Um, what's your first priority? Because Baylor has a hold of Rowena, but she is down. Uh, if I do a mass cure wounds, is that gonna reach everybody that needs it? Um, what's the range on your mass cure wounds? 60 feet. You'll have to wait till you get close enough for that to function, but once everyone's within that range, yes. Cool. Oh, then that's what I'm gonna do um, when I get to them and be like, what's up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so after this majestic entrance uh she flies in closing the distance uh and shouts what's up bitches <laughs> and and then yeah then i'll can i just cast it now yeah just go ahead and roll cool um so i'm doing it at a level five okay and so it's 3d8 plus 2. So for now is 4, 5, 7 All right. total so, to get them off the verge of the death. Yep, so you both uh, gain Yay. 7 back. I'm gonna live. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you wake up to that. Uh, and you see her above you still glowing though. Like as you open your eyes, you see the glow starting to uh, fade a little bit from her skin, though her eyes are still uh, just letting out white energy. Uh, so I feel like Ravena is kind of groggy coming out of this uh, terrible pounding that she just took. And so she like looks up and she's like, Eliestri, you're here too? <laughs> no, it's just me. 
I was probably like, naked woman, hold on. And <laughs> see me. <laughs> I put on my sunglasses. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it is a little uncomfortable to look straight at Liahana right now. Not only because I'm glowing. <laughs> <laughs> Did we win? Yeah, this this battle so far. I mean, it's just us now, right? So we can do this, you guys. I have had a vision. We can do this. Uh, is Baylor setting me down? Yeah, he sets you down on the ground and pulls the webbing off of you, and he kind of looks over at the well of dragons and says, I feel like we're a little bit exposed out here. Maybe we should head back into the cave. All right. Uh, I'm going to use half my lay on hands pool for myself. All right. Um, as you reach up to, to like touch your torso and heal yourself, you feel something soft shift under your plate mail. Like, like there's internal organs that are not internal at the moment. Like you're oh, in a God. bad way. <laughs> Lay on hands. <laughs> you focus the divine energy and you feel your intestines sort of spool back up into your torso. Oh my god, that's a horrible visual. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was piggybacking healing spells after you. You go first. You have organs out. Yeah. Oh no, just but Ravena's always slightly surprised when her paladin abilities still work. <laughs> That's funny. Uh -huh. That's fair. So I come by, um, over to Rowena, since not Rowena, Rowena is healing herself, Roja, and then I um, do another cure wounds on Roja. Oh my gosh, thank you. Oh, and by the way, my mass cure wounds um, got six people, so everybody, you know, got plus eight, not just the two of them. It's cool. like, I guess, people. I think I'm good, but if anyone else needed it, please take it. So I will cast. It's 2d8 for you, ones. So you get, you heal another eight points, Roja. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, plus two, so 10. Oh, nice. Cool. Easy peasy. All right. Are you staying out here in the open, or are you going to head back? No, we're, we're heading into the cave, right? I'm going to find random. Um, random's at the cave mouth. Good. Um, she's, like, looking around back cool. at the uh, pit, like, with eldritch blasts prepared, ready to sort of cover your, your exit. And what was that, Nerf? Is anyone not totally healed? Um, the only person who's not totally healed right now is, uh, Scratchy because Scratchy <laughs> is beyond even, uh, Liahana's ability to heal at this point. Oh, I go over to that and pick up his remains, not remains, but like, you know, like the sending stone and stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> possession. Right. You grab a sending stone and are you going to look for like, I don't know, like a personal, effect as well or just the sending like just the practical thing like to remember him yes 
Nah. Right. I'll, I'll, pick up the I'll pick up the sand. I'll be like for my homies. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. You grabbed this whole existence was for this thing. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, all right. So you all run sort of back into uh, the cave. And once you're back inside the cave, um, the cave throws, like, Liahana's presence throws uh, bright light for about 10 feet and then dim light for about 10 feet everywhere that she stands in the cave. I will fish a cloak or spare armor or something out of my pack and hand it to her. Oh, I don't need it, thanks. You look cold. <laughs> okay. I look down and I'm like, do I? <laughs> Baylor leans forward if you're and comfortable. says, you don't look cold. <laughs> what, what did Baylor say? He says, you don't look cold. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what happened with you, glowing mistress? <laughs> <laughs> so, I have good news and good news. Um, the good news is I have four gifts to give you guys. And the good news, specifically to you, Akroma, is that you will get to kill me. <laughs> All right, that doesn't sound like great news. <laughs> I mean, I thought you'd like that. <laughs> no, I'm not just a murderer. I always have intent. I've never just killed to kill. <laughs> I know, but you need to sacrifice somebody, right? So we can get this thing going. I, I don't. Do I know that? Um, you yeah. know that, uh, that I think the three people. <laughs> You know that the three people who uh, were touched by gods need to be sacrificed. Okay, but I didn't know I had to do it yet. I you remember didn't. hearing this. But yeah, I, you didn't. You don't know that you have us. to do it. No. Yeah. Well, Eliastri told me you have to do it. Right. So, I mean, you'll enjoy that, I know. <laughs> and for my gifts, I have been you have been given by Eliestri through me one gift each. And those are um, epic boons. And so for this, can I do that now, Travis? Yeah, if you want to, absolutely. Cool. So for my dear friend, Akroma, I bestow upon him the boon of irresistible offense, which means that you can bypass the damage resistances of any creature. Since all the creatures are going to fight have fire damage, probably like a resistance to fire damage. But now they don't against you. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that works once per rest. Is that right? No, that one is uh, has no limitations. Oh, yep. Yeah. So what I do I put this in my like Yep, so you would add it as uh probably in your features under custom would be my guess. Let's see. 
present trait. I'm just going to bring up a character sheet and see where the easiest place to add this would be. Awesome. That'll um, help. <laughs> I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, yeah, so just under actions, go to manage custom and go to general. And then click on that. And you will change the name to it to Boon of Irresistible Offense. It's like B O O N, Boon of. Right. Yeah, you have to click Edit, I think. And then. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. And then in Snippet and Description, you can write you can bypass the damage resistance of any creature. And then just uh, close the edit, and it should be there and good to go. Cool. And to my dear friend Rowena, I, I will bestow upon you the boon of invincibility. When you take damage from any source, you can reduce the damage to zero. Once you use this boon, you can't use it until you finish a short rest. However, a uh, short rest. Yes, I like that. I figured you would. It was between that or the one where if your melee attack misses, you can punch them in the face. <laughs> but I figured <laughs> like this a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, um, Zilmus, do you have a ninth level spell slot? You muted it. You're muted. No, I don't. No? No, I don't. I have to be clicked into the window time. It is dumb. Mm, then that won't work. Let me see. To um, Roja, I give you the boon of peerless aim. You can give yourself a plus 20 bonus to a ranged attack roll you make. Once you use this boon, you can't use it again until you finish a short rest. Nice. That's awesome. I was like, she's going to kill something. <laughs> Thanks. Lots of things. <laughs> And then Zilmus, Zilmus, Zilmus. Um, I will let you pick between the boon of quick casting or the boon of spell mastery. Quick so casting. Uh, quick casting is choose one of your spells of first through third level. That is the casting time of one action. Now it is also a bonus action for you. Or the spell mastery, you can choose one first level sorcerer, warlock, or wizard spell that you can cast. And you can cast it 
without expending a spell slot. What was the first one called? Quick casting. One through third level, it, you can cast it without using an action. It can be a bonus action. Awesome. Boon of quick casting it. And so Eliastris's wishes have been granted. All right, you all uh, gain those boons. I missed how you're supposed to get those in your mind. So you can go into your sheet and uh, under actions, there's a manage custom on the side. You click manage custom, uh, you add a new general action. You click on that action and then you go to edit and you type the stuff in and I can send you a link to the to the actual boons in the group chat oh. so you can <laughs> copy bless and you. bless you so you can copy and paste the text of them you, Ooh, yes, please. you have to make sure that you access it from your character sheet because it's uh, content from the shared campaign otherwise they will be thirty dollars <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, as you're walking around and sort of uh, laying hands on everyone just to sort of um, confer these boons. And when Liahana touches you to confer the boon on you, um, like there's motes of moonlight like dance around her hand and into your skin and you feel the power swell within you. And... Those are just there from there on out. Um, and as that's going on, you hear uh, a relatively distant but loud roar come from uh, the outside of the cavern. Uh-oh. I use the rest of my lay on sand pool. <laughs> All right. Um, I can cast at the entrance. Is I don't know. Maybe not. Like um, spike growth. I do. So I mean, obviously, I there's no gifts. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, there's like no gifts being handed out to me, so I would probably be like guarding at the front cave mouth if there was anyone else there. Yeah, I go ahead and make a uh, perception check if you don't mind. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> that would that would depend on whether or not you noticed her yet. Oh, uh, uh, that's but... true. Yeah, um, Make a perception check, in fact. Who, me? Yep. And you wanted me to make a perception check as well, right? Right. Uh, 20, not natural. Okay. Um, what's your passive stealth, Kaylin? Uh, I have plus eight with advantage. Okay, yeah. So, no, you don't notice her. I don't notice anything? You, you, you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't notice them because they're wearing a, uh, a cloak of elven kind that adds to their they're almost invisible plus well actually because of your ranger abilities you are invisible right yeah i'm invisible if you would be relying on dark vision to see me right technically she wouldn't 
because she's glowing. (laughs) (laughs) If I got near her, she'd probably see me. Right. I'm also Um, probably staying the hell away because she's glowing. Right. That's fair. Um, But as you're looking out the, uh, what'd you get on your perception? Uh, Rolling it right now. I think. (laughs) 10. Okay. So um, with that, you look out and you see just this, massive um backlit draconic form flying in your direction and it's carrying what as near as you can tell looks like a lance in its front claws and you see two red dragons and a white dragon fly up toward it like they're coming from the direction of the well of dragons and it just lets out like a horrendous roar uh one of the reds and the white basically freeze in place and it does like this spinning uh swipe with the lance and just runs each of them through and they drop to the ground dead and then it turns and starts coming straight for the for the gateway. Uh, I'll yell back and under comment that I hope, I hope uh, we're expecting another friend with a lance who's a dragon. Either that or we have a big fight on our hands. Uh, I don't think we are expecting any more friends. Um, maybe you should tell your dragon friend to come over here right now. <laughs> Actually, um, I remembered Scrappy saying something, right? Or the guy? Didn't we send someone to bring something? Someone asked for a dragon lance. That totally happened. Oh, snap! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was yours. That, that was something that I probably should have remembered. Um, yet I was like, get this other dragon over here. Let's kill it. Um, I'm going to be like, didn't you call for a lance? I think, I think you called for a lance. I'll be like, hang on. Hello? Hello? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yep. I did that. I called for one. That's... Instant messaging. (laughs) Uh, The dragon lands in front of the cavern entrance. Are any of you going to take any actions to try to prepare for their arrival? Anyone want to put on clothes? I'm (laughs) I'm a hide, but, you know. I think I'll definitely like step up if if this is the dragon lance that is supposed to be mine. <laughs> oh my god, that's a big dragon. Yeah, I'm gonna have my sword and shield ready just in case. He steps up to the to the hill to the uh mouth and like ducks his head down and his wingspan and shoulders are too big to get through the cavern. And he takes and it notes the tactical advantage there. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a step forward and as he does shrinks down into an what appears to be an elderly drow male. Looks like Damn he's it. maybe you know six, seven hundred years old. Uh what the dragon lance becomes a walking stick. And he uses it to take that one step to get him inside. And then on the next step, turns back to his full form. 
Fudge. And oh, <laughs> in his full draconic form, he drops down into like a, a supplicant position, lowers his head, and holds the lance out to Akroma and says, I am here to make do on an old debt to the dragon Oros. This ah. is, for, is it big? <laughs> the like lance? Dead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's about but. it's about probably <laughs> nine feet long. Um, requires both of your hands to to wield it, and even from where you're standing, you can feel magic radiating off of it, and you can see like uh, Ember is like sweating in its presence. Like she's reflexively backing up from it. Um, should I check this thing before I grab it? Like one, I don't know if I could hold it. I did get plus one strength to, today because of the leveling though. I mean, you can you can certainly inspect it any way you'd like. All right, Noah, I'll just grab it. Screw it. Okay. All right, okay. you pick it up. Um, what is your strength? It's now at zero. Oh, nice. Um, Why is your strength at zero? I used to be negative one. The modifier, oh. not the score. Um, yeah, you pick it up. Oh, you mean the bonus? It's hefty, but you can you can hold it. It does absolutely require you to use two hands, and you're pretty sure that, like, if you had a running start, you could get this into a dragon. Um, when you hold it, you feel this sense of power surge through your body, almost like you're, like, it makes you shake. It's almost like being too caffeinated. And you start to have visions of like hundreds of dragons fighting in the sky and you see um off in the distance the five heads of tiamat just shredding a couple of dragons and your um point of view sort of pulls back literally from the lance for just a moment as if you're the one holding the lance and then back over the shoulder and you see this knight in just like ridiculous, like adamantine plate mail that looks like it's forged to be about six inches thick in all the plates, holding just a massive tower shield, riding on the back of this dragon with that lance up under their their arm, and they just charge straight through, um, kind of swooping under a couple of dragons that slam into one another. It's like watching like like the reaver stampede scene in serenity when they're going through and all these ships are smashing into one another. You see that, but it's fucking dragons and it's happening right next to you. And you see one dragon come up in front of you and you just lunge forward and run them through with this Lance. And when you do like you see when the Lance pierces their, their hide, it goes in like a hot knife through butter and you see their scales literally start to like explode away where it hit and they just split in half. You keep flying through them. Like, like you blew up the ship and went right through, you know, just they uh, fall to the sides on the other side and you just run through and fucking ram, uh, 
Tiamat right in her stomach, and then the vision ends. Um, some debt. How'd you get this? It was a gift I acquired on my last visit to the world of Kryn. What that world is. <laughs> a world that once fell to Tiamat's madness. Wow. This lance was forged by the greatest craftsman in that world. It will pierce the hide of any dragon, and its true power can be unlocked by a worthy hero who rides on a draconic mount. To fulfill my debt to your father, I have brought you the lance and offer my services as your mount. He drops his head. Um, I'm sincerely honored. And I think I look down at the lance and like think of what I just saw. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, uh, but I will try. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> I am the, dra oh. I'm the dragon Protanther. Panther. You can all make a history check if you want to. Yeah, I think you know that name? we've heard of him before. Uh, yeah, but Zomas would be able to make a regular one, whereas... Uh, I rolled uh, I a two. I rolled an eight. <laughs> Not very smart. One. Yes. Zoma's got a seven. Carl, I got a four. All right. Good at that. <laughs> did anyone get over a ten? Yeah, I was going to say, did anyone get over a ten? No? Awesome. Okay, so all you know is what you were told um, by Scratchy, pretty much, um, which is that he's a big, important leader of a dragon council. Uh, he's known as the King of Justice, which is like a big, important royal title among gold dragons. I'm very honored. I'm a Chroma. These are my friends. Liahana, Roja, Zilnis, Ravena, Ember. Is, is it really Nar? What is what is your oh. name? <laughs> Kaylin. Kaylin. One more time. Kaylin. Kaylin. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, and new person. <laughs> A new person works. Yeah. And uh, and obviously uh, um, random. Oh, random, yeah. Um, Xavier and uh, RLI and Edmund are there as well. And Baylor and RLI, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you should have remembered RLI. How could you forget Baylor? There's a lot of people right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot. We'll, we'll come to tag soon. I'm sure he'll thin us out. 
<laughs> I mean, it's not impossible. So, um, yeah, you have uh, you have posseed up. Um, and, Liahana, there's one more thing you were given um, that Baylor hands to you as he carried it down from uh, the moon, which is the three necklaces. Oh, yeah, the three necklaces. Um, so I explained to them, uh, I hold up the necklaces. I was like, yeah, thanks, babe. <laughs> um, so these three necklaces um, Eliestri gave to me because these are basically our our secret weapon against um, dying, <laughs> basically, right? Travis, correct me if I'm wrong. I like secret weapons against dying. <laughs> um, the three of us that have been chosen by the deities will wear these. And when a chroma sacrifices us, the necklaces will make us come back. So then we can fulfill the need and then Arlai can, you know, have her needs met. And everybody can be free of all their debts, but then the three of us will come back and fight Tiamat with you guys. And Baylor nods and says, and all three of you will come back as if you had, at the peak of your fighting ability, as if you had just had a full and complete restful sleep. This is quite a miraculous gift. Uh, Tell your lady that I'm quite grateful, and if she ever wants a new paladin, I'm looking for a new patron. Uh, I was going to say, who's got a good paladin? Who's got a good (laughs) god? Naked lady does. Um, And I'm like naked dancing. (laughs) Baylor says, well, it's funny you should mention that. I mean, I don't Forgive me if I speak out of school, Liahana, but um, Eliastri is very concerned about the direction of the drow people, and I think once we're done with this, um, if any of us live, uh, spreading her teachings is going to be a priority. And then I, I touch his face and I reach up and I was like, and we will live and we will spread her teachings. Oh, you'll live if I have to gut every other living creature within a hundred miles, but I'm just saying. You will live. I can't live if you die. Oh, well, she's going to die first, but then she'll come back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or <laughs> like as a, he guts a chroma. <laughs> what? Or as a twist of fate, he guts a chroma as she kills all of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. Or dude. <laughs> or who knows? Maybe maybe early history betrays a solid smash cut descent into Avernus from the other side. <laughs> that's not how that's not how early history is. You're thinking of the Raven Queen. <laughs> um, <laughs> True. Protanther sort of looks over at his over his shoulder and sort of nods over at the uh, shadow dragon that is kind of slowly creeping its way around. Um, it's looking back and forth from Rowana to the gold dragon, kind of like 
should I f be fighting this thing? <laughs> oh, that's right. I got a dragon too. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> I've been dealing with a lot. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot the dragon was coming to visit me. I was like, get ready, guys. <laughs> uh, the dragon, he's with me. It <laughs> nods and snorts and like shadowy tendrils of smoke come out of its nose. Protanther sighs and says, "You, your father also kept interesting company. Uh, more stuff I did? Huh? Oh. Uh, no, Protanther was speaking to Akroma when he said that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Don't know your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was some kind of bond slave. Who cares? <laughs> well, he probably did keep interesting company then. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you know my, you know my daddy. <laughs> a, whole new, a whole new arc opens up. Who's your daddy? Who's her daddy? So, um, mom just said she picked him out of a lineup. <laughs> Protanther says, I, I can guard this entrance if you need to rest, make preparations. Uh, days are dwindling. I'm told you have 13 left until. Uh, your friend expires, as does um, our opportunity to strike at the Demon Queen. Uh, that would be excellent if you just sit right there. Pretty sure nobody can get through. <laughs> and then we can sleep on rest, y'all. Yeah, he, yes. uh, he nods and, and turns to face the door. Now, these amulets require attunement. So you're going to need to start making some choices. Also, uh, I have news for you, Akroma. Uh, you can go ahead and add the dragon lance that should be now in the uh, homebrew equipment of the campaign to your character sheet but it also requires attunement, so you got to decide whether or not you want it. Oh. After you read its description, which you can certainly read to the whole group. <laughs> okay. So. I I read the Dragonlance Chronicles, so I'm pretty sure you want it. Yeah, so where do I go? I'm so sorry. Equipment, obviously, and yep. then I do Dragonlance. Yeah, look for Dragonlance. What is the name of the amulets that we have to attune? Um, they're just uh, amulets of Aliester. They're not in the thing. Um, I did not add those because they're effectively one-use items. Oh, I have to give up my javelin. Sorry, how did we add them? I just made them. Oh, you can just custom add in as, as a custom item. Just write amulet of Aliester. Okay. And then just make sure you have one of your one of your attunement slots open to, to account for it. So it's one is going to um, one is correct me if I'm wrong here. One's going to Zilmus, One's going to um, 
Rowena and one is going to uh, Liahana, correct? Wasn't it? Uh, or was it one going to Roja, one going to? Roja, right? Yeah, Roja, Ro yeah. because she doesn't, she didn't know about Zomas. That's right. Zomas was a secret weapon. Mm-hmm. The dragon lance. I must be doing this wrong. Uh, it's all one word, so just dragon lance. Oh, maybe that's done. Is it not showing up in your equipment options? I have a dragon chess set. Dragon. Try refreshing. Refreshing? Yeah, refreshing your character sheet. It might need that to get the update gotcha that's possible just manage equipment you go to that add item dragon lance no results found uh hmm let me see what i can do here Dragon's player longsword. You might have to add it in manually then. If it didn't That's come totally through. Fine. Do you have the um <clears throat> do you have the homebrew turned on, on your character, by the way? Oh uh, I don't I'm, know what that is. I'm silly. Hold on. Continue to talk amongst yourselves. You can feel you can feel free to plan as you're uh, as you're discussing this. While I add, I'm going to mute my mic too, so that so that Sarah can unmute. Feel free to talk amongst yourselves while I add this to a Chroma sheet because I'm dumb. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so what is the Dragon Lance then, Rovena slash Rachel? <laughs> uh, I I don't know how much Rovena would know, but Rachel knows that it's pretty much a god killer a god killer then i probably should have it yeah there's like three or four books of an adventuring party running around trying to get this thing because it's the only thing that will help them kill teammates nice uh helped in part by a doddering old wizard who wanders across the scene from time to time named I believe in this version it's Fizban. So cool. we, we got a little cameo of him last game. That's really cool. Yes. Uh yeah, so as far as assault and battery. <laughs> yeah, well, the batteries are the amulets. <laughs> so it looks like I can't have my boon of resistance and lance unless we sleep twice before this, I think. Unless a tune takes a while longer. Well, the but boon didn't need a yeah. tune. It's just a boon. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what decisions he was talking about okay. well if you have other items that are attuned you can only have three items attuned right 
Gotcha. Yes, like I, I had to unattune my delightful lightning javelin so I can still oh, throw wow. it. I just can't zap people with it. Yeah, I had a spider staff. That's nothing crazy. So All I'll right, take check that. under your... Oh, you uh, should be fine, though, because the cap is three items that you have to attune. So if you only have one, you're good. Oh, yeah, no, I have a... The necklace and the lance. If okay. you refresh your character, you might not even have to. Check under custom items in your character sheet now. How do you make a custom item attunable? You you won't be able to like set it up to um, take up an attunement slot. You'll just have to leave one just of your attunement slots open. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, then I did all right. All right, so while we're all doing this, um, I pull out some like mushrooms and I start making some sort of stew for everybody so we can like have a meal while we talk our strategies over. So I, you know, open my little pack of things and things I picked in the mo at the moon <laughs> in the clearing and so like some fun stuff, potatoes and radishes and start slicing everything up and putting it in a pot. Excellent. Are you proficient with Cook's tools? <laughs> uh, probably not, so it'll probably taste horrible. Just but you're make an intelligence check. <laughs> Uh, while, while you are doing this, Ravana will sort of sidle up to you and be like, so tell me the good news about Iliestri. Oh, one second. <laughs> Intelligence set to set eight. Where's intelligence? Oh, so ten. Okay. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's a perfectly edible good meal. Did you find cool. it? The chroma? I have it. I just don't know how to put it in my attunement. Oh, you don't have to. You don't. You just make sure you have one open attunement slot. Okay, I do now. But yeah, if you want to uh, tell everybody what it does. Sure. What does it do? All right, Dragonlance plus three. You have plus three bonus to attack and uh, attack and damage rolls made with this magic weapon. This weapon does an additional 5d6 piercing damage when used against a dragon. If the wielder is mounted on a dragon, the damage increases to 10d6. Proficiency with a lance allows you to add a proficiency bonus to the attack roll for any attack you make with it. You have disadvantage when you use a lance to attack a target within 5 feet of you. Also, a lance requires two hands to wield when you aren't mounted. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good against dragons. It's gonna be a Maleficent thing. You're just gonna freaking stab her right in the heart. <laughs> Plus three lance of dragon sling. Yeah. So yeah, um, pretty dope weapon. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, Baylor sits and munches down the food, and then uh, takes a position up on one of the stalactites, kind of uh, watching, just to make sure that. The dragons are watching the door. Yeah, uh, Ravenna takes a long rest. She enjoys the stew, has a nap. All right, anybody want to do anything else during this rest period? 
Okay. Um, you rest. You now have 12 days? Yep. That is correct. What would you like to do? Would it be useful to get Akroma's thief army out here? So Scratchy died? That's so sad. It wasn't. He just exploded. <laughs> Aren't you like the that is even worse or something? <laughs> what? Aren't you like the queen of the thief den or something? Um, I think Ravana gave me that title in front of some people, but I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know if they would come, nor do I know if I really have that title or she just said it. Good try. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What is the plan, guys? Are we just? You could always try the Marin fire drill. You went robotic on us. What's up? Well, uh, die, come back, kick ass. That's the plan. I like it. And I don't know if it, who are we versing? We're versing just Tiamat or like Tiamat plus Army of Dragons. I mean, she she will probably have her own armed minions. Yes, she probably will. Protanthus says, I smelled more dragons and draconians down in that hole. Uh, it may be of advantage if you have time to clear it out before the ceremony. Can we, can we do it in a montage? montage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could try. Roll for montage. <laughs> Um, okay, we gotta clear out, gotta clean the drain. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. Clear them out, take another rest. Yep, yep. Baylor says, do you want me to maybe run down and do some recon? That would be very I'll, helpful. I'll send my little spider minions. To do some recon too. Okay. Anybody else coming with? I'll come with you. Wait, this is after the rest, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, then I will come with you. Uh, cool, it's a party. Make an insight check, Rowena. Uh, you as well, Liahana, with advantage. Kaylin is leaning towards going. Oh, as well. that's a good one. Uh, 22. Um, you can tell absolutely, Rowena, that, 21. um, Baylor's nerve, like Baylor got visibly nervous when you said you wanted to go with, uh, you can see that as well. Uh, yeah. Can I say something? Aren't you guys wanted in that hole? That is true. Maybe I should probably not go near it until we're ready. Well, I'm lucky enough to not have been targeted by any gods yet. You said so. I could go with. I'm so jealous. Anyone probably part of this prophecy shouldn't be going 
am I just hearing a voice and I don't see him at all? And I'm like, what was that? <laughs> we, got, we got slightly introduced, but if you, if you happen to just notice us, Kaylin will nod at you. Uh, she's drow, but you can't quite tell what gender. Like, there's a, I don't know, you, you sense both. Actually, given, given your uh, religious background, Liahana, you would immediately recognize that this drow has a blessing of Coraline, which allows them to um, shift back and forth between genders or assume new gender. So. I'll be like, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> Is she still super bright? Um, no, but she does have... Uh, so now, instead of like having these this bright moonbeams coming off of her or like a bright glow to her eyes... There is just like, instead of like normal irises to her eyes, there it's almost as if there's like a, like imagine if she had like a bike reflector over her eyes, like there's that all level right. of glow coming from her eyes at all times. I unless, look awesome. Unless she chooses <laughs> to to not have it. No, no, I I like I dig it. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, I want. It. Um. Yeah. Uh. Baylor says I would prefer to go down there without anyone who is a bargaining chip and that is a fair point i will stay behind and he, well, what is my boobos i hug him around and, the waist and he <laughs> re- leans down and kisses you on the forehead and says i am not a bargaining chip you do what you have to do you understand said that baylor did baylor did. Oh. i just kind of put my hand on his face like don't say things like that and as i do my little baby spiders climb from my arm to over onto him he squeezes you tighter and turns around and says all right who's going um I'm going. I just imagine little lucas's do you know the little jumping yeah he pauses for yeah. a second in the doorway and says is anyone who's carrying or just is a god maybe could come with us? Would that be possible? <laughs> <laughs> do we have any of those lying around? I mean, I mean we do have... I wasn't sure if you wanted me to come down there. <laughs> he says, you're the best bet we have of getting out alive if things go sideways. Okay. <laughs> so that's okay. Is so what about uh, What's the other god that we have with us when we have a god? Volcor? Yeah. Where is Volcor? I'm like looking around like, where did... Uh, He's uh, shooting dice with some of the old, like the drow slaves that you guys liberated that are still hanging out in the (laughs) cave. They're just, they're they're shooting dice. He's he's got like mushrooms that they've collected that they're betting. Hey, Volcor. (laughs) Hey. Strangely wholesome. Um, this is kind of the moment we got you for. So this ain't can, the moment. We'll take yeah. we, this is one of these moments that you might be useful. I think I point the lance at him like with two hands. <laughs> Get over there. Do I look like a fucking dragon to you? <laughs> I don't know. I want to see if it'll pierce you. That just means she can use you for target practice and it'll be okay. <laughs> Fine. He gets up and fucking stumbles over. 
don't know what's harder, scorpion butt or dragon. <laughs> oh, um. All right, so. So before Baylor leaves, I secretly bestow upon him Death Lord. Okay. So instead of dying, he'll just get down to one point of life if he ever, if it comes to that. Excellent. So you swat him on his thorax and give him. Oh, I do it when he kisses my forehead. I was just like, you um, know. All right, cool. And now he just protects. Excellent. So we have Zilmus, um, Volcour. Uh, is Kalen going down? Yes, he is. All right, and uh, Baylor heading down into the well. Are you taking any special precautions on your way into the well? Any special precautions what? On your way into the well. Things to hide yourself, things like that. Any any spells you want to cast? Any special actions you want to take before you head out into the well? I mean, I'm just going to do my best to be stealthy in the back, as per usual. But there's no spells or anything like that that I need to do. Alrighty. Um, why don't you all give me a stealth check as you're crossing that uh, desert area? I got a 27. Even after using Lucky, got a 9. Alright. Um, I'll go ahead and assume that although Zulmus uh, was having a bit of difficulty sticking to the shadows, um, if she permitted it, Baylor sort of scooped her up and uh, kind of gave her the, the shush face and helped her sneak and you make your way to the well itself. Give me just a moment to switch maps and grab the pertinent people. Descending down into the well not a problem for you. You've got two people that can stick to walls. You got three people that can stick to walls. Um, so that's no problem. Uh, so you come in. I'm getting some background noise. Uh, so if you're not talking, can you mute for the moment? I'm not sure where it's coming from. Um, oh, I think it's me. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. Thank you. All right. So we got Zilmus. Um, and do you have, Liana, do you have uh, Baylor's sheet handy? Yep. All right, cool. Sorry, I'm just sifting through the huge roster of NPCs that you are running around with. Right now. Third act, uh of an epic campaign cast can sometimes get a little on the big side. Just a scotch. 
Hey, at least we have computers rather than a giant folder full of character sheets, right? Yeah, I know, right? Where are you at, Volcour? Oh, he's already on there. Derp. Okay. Oh, it's that's why I'm having a problem. So I was looking. I was digging in the wrong place. All right. So I have, of course, dropped you in the wrong portion of the map. So let me fix that real quick. I assume you went pretty much straight across coming down. So as you come across, you see this giant um, pit below. Uh, there's a floor and then there's a pit that just seems to kind of go on forever. Almost as if there's a hole in the world. You're assuming that's where the sacrifices are going to have to take place. Um, and let's get some uh, perception checks out of the assembled, if you don't mind. Should I roll for Baylor? At 19. All right, Kayla? Uh, natural 2026. Excellent. Um, so he got a 12, but that's plus. It's plus what? Plus. Just his wisdom. Five. Right. So 12, 34, 15, 16. So 17. All right. So you see a couple things. One, uh, about 30 feet down from the. Um, from this pit that goes on forever. There's a little tunnel um, about 10 feet wide uh, that seems to go into the side of the pit. Um, there's also a tunnel. Uh, there's kind of a, a area up here, probably about oh, 90 feet, 100 feet from where you uh, are descending right now. Uh, it's look. It looks like it's set up in like a, uh, well, like a star pattern almost. And there's a tunnel that goes that comes up from the bottom of that star uh, pattern, the bottom left. Also about a ten foot portal. Um, there's a tunnel in the back end of the room uh, that you can that you can make out, uh, Kalen, but nobody else I think has dark vision as far out as you do. Uh, well, you and, I guess you and Volcor can see. Baylor, Baylor can see 120 feet. Right, and uh, Kalen and, and uh, Volcor can see 150. Because uh, Kalen's a uh, same kind of ranger that Roja is. Yay, Gloomstalker. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the layout that you see. So you, you see these two tunnels to the to the north as well. I don't know how zoomed out you are on your map. 
yeah, you actually I'll, have uh, to drag around on the map a little bit. Yep. I'll so point I'll point out the two tunnels and say there's two more tunnels over there. Baylor says uh, this place is pretty empty. Do we have a shared language amongst all of us assembled? Uh, under common. Okay. Volcour sniffs the air and says, uh, there's a pretty sure there's a white dragon to the south, red dragon to the east. Think they might have friends with them. So my guess would be if those two tunnels have dragons in them, the others probably have dragons in them too. Do we want to scout them out more, or do we want to look at just... your at your sufferance? Whatever you want, we'll do. Baylor says, <clears throat> "If uh, Zelmus is good with it, I say we go take that white out at least. It'd be the easiest one to kill." And then see what's going on past there. Unless you think we should go back and get help. I mean, four on a dragon. I've had better odds. We would be better off fighting as a group, but if we all came here together, then we are risking the world more than ourselves, correct? Well... The reason I didn't want to send anyone down here for recon is because I didn't want anyone to get captured by themselves. If we're all together, there's less of a chance they can snatch somebody. I mean, well, uh, maybe this is a maybe this is a conversation for the group. We can assume we have at least five dragons down here, right? Four dragons, four tunnels, right? Yeah, I mean. Tiamat, probably five dragons. Well, Tiamat's not here, and she won't be until we open that pit up. Right, but one would assume that w one each of the chromatics would be here, yeah? I mean, that probably stands to reason. If we already have, I look at Volcor, relatively good information that there's a white and a red, I would expect there to be black, green, and blue somewhere around here, too. Well, didn't we take out the one? Maybe we did take out the blue one. I like to think so. We did kill a blue dragon. That's true. Four to five. With support. I'm a much bigger fan of killing a dragon 
I mean, I think that's universal. I think we'd all prefer <laughs> yeah. on, on the delivery side of that equation. Well, they have the arrows of dragon slaying, the lance. I start iterating all the things I can think of that are going to be useful in a fight against dragons, all of which are back in the cave. <laughs> Valkor snorts, says, you know, an Eberron drow are a lot more courageous, and he starts crawling back up the wall. <laughs> Where? All right, so you head back and report the, these findings. Mm -hmm. All right. So they uh, return, bringing you uh, grand tidings of um, uh, whatever you want to tell them. Uh, if someone else wants to start describing it, I grab a, uh, like, ink and quill and start drawing a map. Excellent. I'll try to describe it. The pair! I didn't mean it, like, I bet. Okay, wow. Yeah, so she breaks that down for you. Sorry, dude. There's uh, these four tunnels that likely have uh, a dragon each. And a giant, what appears to be sacrificial pit. Is that pit where we need to go? Your guess is as good as mine, but it looked like a very well-made sacrificial pit. The pit. Well, of course, so if... eventually that would be where you would die. That's, that looks like, for all the world, like a gateway to Avernus. I got the pit song stuck in my head from Parks and Rec. But um, I think we'll be in much better shape with uh, your with big sisters necklaces if we only have to fight Tiamat <laughs> as opposed to having to fight Tiamat and all of her backup that comes running out of those tunnels. Yeah, that's true. Well, here's the problem, though. If we go after one, won't their buddies back them up? Probably. I don't know if we can fight giant dragons in tunnels as well as we could in the open. I don't know that dragons can fight in tunnels as well as they could in the open. I mean, yeah. you can fight a dragon in a tunnel as long as you don't get it in front of its face. We do have a large party. So. Yeah. It, is there, so, two ideas. We either isolate the dragons and 
figure out some way to to whittle them down one on one, or we have Akroma demonstrate the dragon lance and intimidate them to just surrender. I don't know how well that last one will work, but I also don't know how well the first one will work either. Do we have a little bait that could come? Like we could go and try to use bait to get one of them out at a time and. I'm pretty sure we're bait. Just us. Yeah, Kaylin raises her hand. I can run pretty fast. (laughs) Ravena looks over to Volcor. No, no. Ravena keeps trying to sacrifice Volcor every chance. Jeez. I don't want him to sacrifice. I just know he's good bait. I'm just going to like put a hook up my butt and lower me down the side. Baylor says, no, I have webs. Your, your kinks are your business, dude, but yeah, that's an option. <laughs> I mean, if you, if we got fast runners and people who want hooks up their butts, it sounds like we got the old bait and switch. Well, so <laughs> the, as much as I am enjoying these visual images, <laughs> Dragons aren't stupid. They're they're there for a reason. I look uh, they're, at they're in the eyes like dragons aren't stupid. <laughs> I mean, they're they're not cows. They're smarter than cows. I look again at a chroma like <laughs> <laughs> <All> cows. <laughs> Like cattle, we're not we're not just like cattle. A little better. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, my my whole point being, uh, unless we know why they're there and what they want, it might be difficult to lure them out. They're guarding the pit. <laughs> They don't want to mess with the pit. I'll say in Draconic that we could always just ask them. Uh oh, speedy guns on there wants to ask them questions. We could just ask them. I'll say it again in in Draconic. I'll say this out in Draconic. (laughs) Well, yes. So here is my projection of what will happen. We go there and we say, Hi, we're here to do Tiamat's bidding. Uh, please let us kill ourselves on this altar and it would be yes that sounds wonderful so we do that but then when we like betrayal we have betrayed Tiamat and ideally the three of us are back up to fighting strength the dragons will then realize oh we must protect our queen and they will start attacking us which is why it would be better if there were no dragons to back up Tiamat Exactly, but what's the best way to accomplish that? Oh, uh, one at a time. Right, so how do we do that? Well, we do have a lot of... Because if we start attacking one, their buddies might come to their defense. I'm, I'm sorry? I'm trying to think. I'm like, well, if, I, if me and... Ooh, I'm already forgetting old gold... I don't write anything down anymore. Protanther. 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 <laughs> Take down one dragon. That leaves three. We've already taken like two down once one time. 
I, I feel like some we got some dragon arrows. We got some gods. We got a pretty large, intimidating group. I don't know if I'm threatened by four dragons. Spoke uh, that's, that's a good idea. Hey, Protanther. Yes. Hey, Protanther. Yes. What? Is he not going to talk? You're muted. I think he's deaf because he's old. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> am I? Uh, oh, I'm no. like, oh, hang on. Let me ask. Um, there you are. One of our little what, uh, Yeah, sorry. I was taking a nap. What? <laughs> uh, do you have any advice? So there's four dragons in Yon Pit. We want to kill them. We don't want to fight them all at once. Do you have any good advice on how we could maybe isolate each battle? Well, you're spellcasters, right? I mean, I'm mostly of the various ways to smite you, school of spellcasting, but yes. I would suggest if you're going to go down there and try to clear the place out, uh, think tactically. Look at the resources you have at your disposal. See what you can do to make the battlefield itself not leak. Do you have ways of casting silence spells, putting up walls, things along those lines? Um, do you have someone who can assassinate one of these things from the shadows? Do you have resources that you could employ to block entrances uh, to keep... Re can you funnel the dragons around? Do you have a decent map of the tunnels? Sounds like Protanther's been in a battle or two. I'm, I'm totally back in palace school again. Yes, those are all very good ideas. Uh, and so Ravenna will turn to the spellcasters and be like, okay, um, magical barriers. Can any of you cast something like that? Uh, silent spell. I can do a wall of fire. <laughs> that won't help against the red. It will right. because she has the boon of whatever thingy, so Oh <laughs> well, No, no, the the wall of fire will actually help against the red because the red can cross the wall, obviously, yeah. but its friends can't. Or it'll think or it can't without taking damage. So that's actually a good thing. Wall of fire finally working. I can yeah. only cast cloak of silence for uh, ten minutes, so that would. I, mean, I also most battles do not last that long. Yeah, keep in mind, uh, uh, ten rounds of combat is one minute. Yeah, it it takes a lot on our end, but in game time, <laughs> ten minutes is totally enough time. Yeah. Uh, me and Protanther can become invisible together. It's also huge, but I don't know. He nods. Okay. So, uh, what, Depending on what color? You... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, just what, what color of dragons remind me? That we know um, of down there? Volker yeah. sent the white and a red. Okay. We assumed that there would be a black and a green, potentially a blue, but we may have already killed it. There was a blue out here that we killed. 
and I could carry a cloak of silence with me and given a few of those arrows might be able to take one out quickly. I do, I do have, have pass without trace. Okay. So maybe we target the red first, throw up a wall of fire and a silent spell. So the other dragons can't tell what's happening. I mean, it's probably pointless to plan beyond that because no plan survives contact with the enemy for that long. Well, how about is there any potential of dividing and conquering here? I mean, we do have a very large, powerful group. I'm going to look at the gold dragon and be like, can you take one out in Draconic? He's with me. Mm. I know. He knows who I'm talking to, sir. He uh, <laughs> he nods and says, I could probably take any two or three of them out on my own, provided that they don't have allies, provided they don't have any weapons of dragon slaying, and provided that um, I have space to maneuver. Uh, I think if I'm not going to serve as a mount in this offensive, my best use would be to create a physical barricade um, blocking a hallway basically being a dragon with its mouth pointing towards the bad guys they can't come give you help if they can't, or they can't come help their allies if they can't get to their allies that's good but Ultimately, I am at your service. I've come here to be your mount. It is up to you. Well, I wouldn't just have you by yourself anywhere. Cause, Except uh, that as a mount, you're... Um, or, oh, Dragonlance? Yeah, your Dragonlance gives, gives like a shit ton of Exactly. Although, I mean, would it be possible for you even to... Because this is like a tunnel, I'm imagining, a really closed area. He barely fit through the door. Yeah, unless I'm picturing it wrong, but that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the tunnel entrances that I saw, were those like five-foot squares or ten-foot squares? Uh, those are 20-foot like, squares, actually. Okay, so a dragon could actually just scroll through those tunnels. Yeah. It, the tunnels looked big enough that dragons could move freely. They wouldn't but, necessarily be flying, but they could walk. Yeah, I guess, does, does that count as being on a dragon mount? I think it counts, counts as long as you're riding it. I mean, a horse is a mount. That's true. Dragon jousting. Yeah. If she is upon my back and holds the dragon lance, the dragon lance will be at its full power. Okay. But as he stated, we could be guarding the entrance while you guys take out one dragon at a time. Uh, can you ask the shadow dragon if they can also do that? Because I do not speak Draconic. Like if he wants to guard our tunnel? Right, because I keep forgetting that I have a dragon that showed up because I don't like to think about where it came from. The shadow dragon says in... A uh, perfect high elven, 
with a uh, with a very very thick um, Shatterkai accent. I speak perfect Elven, you twit. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh la la! <laughs> uh, I I will answer in undercommon good accent, but I'm a drow <laughs> and very proud of it. Does she not speak high elven? I think uh, elven. Yeah, I sp- I I understand elvish. Whether I would uh, let my purple tongue be sullied with elven words is a different question. <laughs> R.L.I. does not know that one. I haven't had many chances to play out Drought Supremacy. <laughs> Give me this one. No, 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 you're awesome. I'll be like, I'll say in Draconic that your tongue offends her. A lot of you offends her, but... Well, the feeling is mutual, yes? <laughs> Of course it would now, be French. Now he's a French shadow dragon. I'll like tap on my lance. I'll be like, don't tempt me. They it would be sweet release this. from this unbearable insult. <laughs> I tasted the flesh of that one mere months ago. Now I am here as a manservant. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right settle down settle down um are you able to back us up because you're gonna definitely be loyal after this conversation (laughs) god i am loyal to the wishes of the raven queen and she has told me to do whatever must be done to ensure the success of your plans Hey, I think that's a yes. So I'll I'll talk back in undercommon that he uh, seems loyal-ish, but he's able to back us up. Uh, How many dragons does he think he can take (laughs) one-on-one? Sorry, I've seen him in action. Maybe (laughs) one. (laughs) Maybe. Okay, so he's he's our (laughs) auxiliary. We stayed in undercommon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So it's probably better if he backs. So here's what I'm thinking. We go down into the tunnel. We pick one, probably the red one, because then we can take advantage of silence and wall of fire. Take out the red dragon. While you and uh, Monsieur over there uh, handle the other three. Uh, I would be down with that. Silence will be hard for, like, most, a lot of my spells are verbal. So it'll be hard to help. All right. Well, if you can give us silence for one round and we hit the red dragon with just as much as we can, as fast as we can. Like our, the best spells we know, our best tricks. Baylor also so leans, we, leans in next to you, Rohan, and says, your arrows aren't verbal. Ah, uh, you, have, you have those now. Sorry, died six times. It's affecting my brain. <laughs> That's... 
understandable. <laughs> I do have the arrows. You're right. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. But still, so, so we hit the red dragon as hard as we can, as fast as we can. And then that will free us up to go back out to where Akroma and Monsieur are holding off the other three. And then we can see what sort of shape they're in and fill in the we, gaps where we can. If we do that job right, the other three won't even know we're there. I mean, they, they will notice the wall of fire, uh, but the silence should keep them in the dark long enough for us to do what we need to do. Well, it depends on how deep those tunnels are. They might not know we're there. Oh, that's true. Okay. Did you notice how deep the tunnels were when you were there? Uh, deep enough that I couldn't see to the end of them. How about you? Shake my head no. So. All right. So in that case, we would just need the silence and would only need the wall of fire as a contingency. I assume it, like, I mean, how many of those arrows did we get? Uh, I think it was a full quiver, right? The 20? It was. But we used one? Yeah. Yeah, I believe she used two. I think... I feel like we would use too many of those arrows if we only shot the arrows. Arrows, yeah. Twenty minus two. But an opening volley from two archers would probably take down a dragon with yeah. those arrows. I uh, I have some very nice weapons and armor and pelleted magic at my disposal. So I also have a lance. You're going to be busy at the at the gate. Oh, okay. I didn't know if we thought just to take one because it's deep now. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, if it's deep enough that they won't see what we're doing. We could also have a spy with like a sending stone or something. By spy, I mean like somebody at the tunnel seeing if they notice us. And they could send us some sort of message. I have sending. I can wait. Bless you. We we could also maybe um, Bless you again. figure out how to use one of the slaves as a lookout. Because they're just playing dice for mushrooms. <laughs> I, I, I don't necessarily want them on the front line, but they, they could be valuable intelligence. If, if they're you, looking down to the pit. Yeah. Uh, Liahana, if you open a network of sending, can they send back within a certain amount of time? Yeah, but I have to send it first and be like, what's up? And then they can they have to reply to me. And it's okay, got so to be like immediate. Um, at so, that moment, Liahana, uh, some, a couple of your spiders that were stray sort of um, crawl in and like crawl up to you and start chittering at you. Start what? Chittering. Like they have something to tell Telling me. Telling me? Yep. Tell me. My little baby, my precious Lucas. <laughs> they uh, effectively 
start laying out the entire tunnel structure to you. Oh, awesome. They start drawing you a map. In Wait, with like the little webs? <laughs> yes, it says some pig up in the corner. Yeah. No, they start telling you. <laughs> yeah, Lucas, oh my gosh, sorry about that. I got that reference. They start, uh, they start telling you what the tunnels are laid out like. So you, if you want to try to draw them, you can. Or right, you can right. try to communicate those to someone else uh, telepathically. Right. I, well, I pick up a, like a stick or whatever, and I start drawing down what the as they're telling me. Right. Make, like make, a hist- make a history check real quick. All right. I got 14. All right. You start drawing out a relatively accurate map of the Well of Dragons. Can I study it? I want to study it. You can study it. Uh, you'll be able to access it throughout the week, I think. Um, can I also, add that to the map I was drawing? Yeah, it's pretty close. Cool. Um, so I don't know if you guys can see. I have to look at the Twitch to be able to see it. But to give you an idea of the scale, this is these squares are 20 feet. And they start showing you, including the placements of the people that they found. Oh, my little babies are so useful. A whole big ass area. Now where these tunnels run off at the ends, they tell you that they weren't sure how much further they went, but they suspected it was, um, it stopped being worked tunnels at that point and started just being natural uh tunnels like something like purple worms or something had made so he thinks these might go into the underdark cool but i will make sure i send a copy of that to everybody so you can at least roughly plan out and that i think is where we will wrap things up for this week Yay! Nobody died. Nobody hey. died at all. Four points, and you can all and you all should be level twelve if you're not. Um, so I'm sorry there was confusion there. Um, quick uh, bookkeeping note. So we were looking at because of scheduling and doing the every other week thing, or the mm. sec the first and third, right, or second and fourth. I don't remember what it was. We were looking at playing next week. Is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Tori, you can't make it. Is that true? I I have a, a meeting with my non-for-profit group, and it's someone's birthday, so we probably go out after it. But I might be able to make it by 9. All right. If you get to jump in late, that's fine. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll still have some more planning to do, and there will be yeah, a little bit more uh, subterfuge. Plus, we got to get uh, Ember back up to speed when she gets here. So um, just some real quick bookkeeping. Uh, just a reminder again, we won't be two weeks this time. We'll just be next week. Um, and uh, Kaylin, will you be joining us next week? Yep. Sweet. I can make it. Beautiful. I want to shoot some arrows at some dragons. <laughs> there, there will be ample opportunity. If worse comes to worse, I will just assume 
uh, in your absence, Akroma, that you are flying around on a dragon's back, stabbing other dragons with dragon lances. Wait. All right. Scarves flying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, do our uh, introductions real quick. I'm going to go ahead and uh, start with uh, uh, with Zilmus because I have to mute while she does this. So go ahead, Zilmus. Tell us who you are, what you do, and who you're playing, please. I'm Sarah Schoenberg, and I play Zilmus and Arlai. Um, I have a YouTube channel talk about writing. Got it. Excellent. And yes, please do be sure to uh, uh, follow and subscribe to that writing YouTube channel. Uh, you got a contest going on, right? Or did you did that happen already? Because you just hit 500 subs or we're about to hit 500 subs? I'm almost there. I think I'm going to run it. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, so. Super excited. Yeah, so <laughs> keep an eye out on that. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, that's usually in the description on the video and up on the podcast. Uh, next up, uh, going in a back counterclockwise fashion, that's the word I was looking for. Akroma, tell us who you are, what you're doing, who you're playing, please. Hey, I'm Tori Clark. I'm an actress, director, salesperson all around. I play Akroma, who has a giant weapon. She walks tall and carries a giant lance. Um, or rides, whatever um, and I think that's it. Excellent. And uh, next up, Liahana, tell us who you are, what you're doing, who you're playing, please. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Elena. I play Liahana, who is uh, constantly now, I guess, averse to clothing. So <laughs> everyone's welcome. <laughs> um, and in real life, I am a um, comic book artist in Chicago. I work on Floppy Cop, which now you can get the trade at your local comic book shop. Um, yes, we so did. we have a copy. That's isn't it hilarious? I'm sorry. Like, I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now I also have my own art YouTube channel. So if you want to learn how to draw or just watch me draw, just search Milena Danino on YouTube and I'm the only one. Nice. And I will start yeah. adding the links to that in the description of the video as well. Appreciate um, it. Of course. Yeah, definitely head over there and subscribe. Uh, next up, we have uh, Rowena. Tell us who you are, what you're doing, who you're playing, please. Uh, hello. My name is Rachel. I play the Drow Paladin Rowena. Uh, I am a RPG writer and editor in Los Angeles. I do things with words and games. Uh, tomorrow on the Onyx Path channel, I will be running a follow-up to my Changeling the Dreaming Short Chronicle Gifted and Talented uh, the last episode ended with the motley stealing a cell phone from a corrupt real estate developer. So let's find out what happens next. Uh, I also work with um, Mighty Narwhal Productions, and they are going to be doing a really cool space fantasy LARP called Cassiopeia. This is a follow-up, uh, sort of like a spiritual successor to their Mystical Rome game that happened this past fall. And so, yeah, it's got like a little bit of Dune, a little bit Mass Effect. Anyway, uh, should be good times. Uh, it is going to be late next year uh, in, I believe, the Spokane area. But tickets are now on sale. So definitely check that out. For sure. Awesome. And uh, we've got uh, Roja. Tell us who you are, what you do, and who you're playing, please. Hey, guys. My name's Roz. I play Roja. I think I'm up to six, six deaths. 
pretty sure <laughs> the second you hand. You didn't die this time. You just no, is close. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've the whole game been talking to random. This has never happened before, baby. It's okay. I don't. It's fine. I'm back. <laughs> amulet. Don't ask about the amulet. <laughs> so, yeah, made with pears. Excellent. Beautiful. And then lastly, we've got uh, our, our lovely guest, Kaylin. Why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and who you're playing, please? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Corey Frang. I'm a software engineer. I work at a company called Boku. We do a lot of web stuff. But uh, in my spare time, I like making games and mods for games. Um, and I sent a link on the Twitch chat for uh, a Caves of Cud add-on that was kind of themed uh, on Underdark Powers because y'all started doing Extreme Drawess uh, right when I started playing that game. So that was the first thing I made for it. It's uh, <laughs> awesome. Was, was based on some Drow stuff. Uh, so, and uh, yeah, that, that's me. Yeah. Oh, rock and roll. Well, thank you all so much for playing. Those of you who joined us in the in the chat, uh, thank you so much for watching. Hey, who are you, Travis? Oh, right. Yeah. I <laughs> who are so, you? I'm Travis Legg. I'm the uh, game master of this game. Uh, when I'm not running games here, I'm the uh, programming coordinator uh, at the Onyx Path Twitch channel. And I'm also the Scarred Lands line developer for Onyx Path, which is pretty awesome. Um, so you should go buy everything Scarred Lands all the time. We, got, uh, we just announced we've got... Uh, two big books coming out in uh, 2020. Uh, Yugman's Guide to Gelsbad, which will add a whole bunch of new uh, player options, new races, classes, a bunch of new spells, new magic items, the whole nine. Um, and then also uh, we will have Vigil Watch, which will dive deeply into six new locations in the continent of Gelsbad. So lots of fun stuff. Uh, go check that out at theonyxpath.com. Um, and just look for Scarred Lands. And uh, I sell stuff, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Dungeon Masters Guild, Draft RPG, all over the place. So please uh, go and support that. Uh, you can also get some behind-the-scenes insights on this show and the other shows I stream here uh, and some of my own personal work as well as some exclusive RPG content on my Patreon which is just uh, patreon.com forward slash Travis Leg, And I'm at Travis Leg pretty much everywhere on the internet. L-E-G-G-E. -G -G -E. It's a Scottish name with a French spelling that in Italian means law. I have no idea how I wound up with that. But yeah, that's, that's who I am. So thank you, uh, Melina, for reminding me to introduce myself. Uh, we will be back here in one week's time uh, at... 8 p.m. Central, so 9 p.m. Eastern, if you're a fan of the Onyx Path channel, who programs everything one hour later than my time zone. Uh, <laughs> it's so fun uh, for me, I promise. Um, but yeah, we'll be here. I, uh, I feel that pain. <laughs> yeah, we'll be here next week uh, streaming again. We hope to see you there. Um, please find us all on social media. Tell us what you think of the game. Tell your friends about the game. And you can catch up uh, in our archives here as well as uh, anywhere you download podcasts, just look for Extreme Drawless. It's there and on YouTube. So thank you all so much. Thank you for playing. It's been a blast. And we will see you all again next week. Woo. Bye. Bye.